recorded live. God is good all the time. We give him all the glory. We give him all the honor. We give him all the praise. God is
Amen. Amen. The Lord bless your children of God. I want to greet each of you once again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Another beautiful day that our Lord has made. We ought to rejoice and be glad in it. If you can see the day, you are blessed. If you can walk again, you are blessed. If you can talk again, if you have food to eat again, if you have clothes to wear again, you are blessed. Because there are many who don't have these things today. But God has saw to it that you and I might experience another day in the land of the living. For this we give God all glory, all the honor, and all the praise. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, and I see for some reason there have been many this week. I don't know what's going on, but we praise God for you. We trust that something the Lord has used us to say or to do or to share has been a blessing in your life. We thank God for that. We thank God for you. We're working on our most recent topic entitled, Everybody's Growing. Everybody's growing. At first glance or at first listen, it sounds like a good thing. But upon further examination, we understand that growing is not a good thing in and of itself. It depends on how you are growing, and it depends on what is growing. If you went to the doctor today, the doctor told you you had a malignant tumor in your brain and then came back and said it is growing, you would not be happy about that because a malignant tumor is not something that you want in the first place. And in the second place, you definitely don't want it growing. So when we talk about growing, don't always think that growing is good. Sometimes growing can be deadly, depending on what is growing and how it is growing. Everybody's growing, either closer to God or further away from God, growing in grace growing or growing in punishment, growing in the knowledge of God or growing in ignorance. Everybody is growing. My encouragement to you under the sound of my voice, wherever you may be, whatever you may be into, strive to grow closer to God. Strive, strive, strive to grow closer to God. Capital A, we looked at yesterday in your salvation. This is where we want to grow 
First Peter 2 and 2, Second Peter 3 and 18. It brought us down to capital B, understanding that some people are growing worse and worse. Some people are growing worse and worse. We looked at today at Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 13, and we're going to look today at 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 17. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 17. Bible says, sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. Once again, 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 17. Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. Capital B in our outline, what? Worse and worse. Let us pray. Father... In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Once again, Father, we thank you. Being who you are, for doing what you do. We thank you, Father, for allowing us the blessing of being able to see another day. We thank you, Father, for provisions in our lives. We thank you, Father, for protection. We thank you, Father, for prosperity. You have told us in your word that prosperity is the reward of the righteous. Thank you, Father, today for giving us the activity of our limbs, of our these mortal bodies, one more time. Thank you, Father, for not dealing with us as our sins deserve. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. We pray, Father, that as we stand before your people today, you will bless us with words of wisdom that will go out in the four corners of the earth, save souls in the name of Jesus Christ. Strengthen the brethren in the name of Jesus Christ. Open blind eyes, unstop deaf ears. May the lame walk. May those who are teetering between two opinions come firmly to the side of God, to the word of God, and to the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Father, as you do these things for us, we will be most careful to continue giving your name all glory, all honor, all praise, for you alone are worthy. These and all other blessings we count done in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, our strength and our Redeemer. Let God's people say amen. Worse and worse. One of the things the Lord immediately has in my spirit, children of God, is for us to keep in mind that sometimes things get worse and worse 
before they get better and better. Just just keep that in mind. You say, Apostle, you are talking about what I am going through. I know my sister. I know my brother. Sometimes God will allow what? Things to get worse and worse before he steps in and makes things better and better. Some of you all under the sound of my voice. You've been wondering why things been getting worse and worse. I'm here to announce to you and to prophesy to you that that is just the, the, the fertile ground for God to come in and to make things better and better. A lot of times, thank you, Holy Spirit, God says, Robert, a lot of times my people appreciate better and better more when they have been through worse and worse. Ah. Uh -huh. Sometimes God says, if I don't allow you to go through worse and worse, better and better can seem, you can take better and better for granted. You might think that better and better is just the way things are automatically supposed to go. But, but most times when things have been worse and worse, or God has allowed things to get worse and worse, when God comes in and makes things better and better, a lot of times we appreciate it more. See, normally, you, you might appreciate food. You might thank God for food. But you mess around and let God take food. Let there be a famine. Let there be a drought. Let there be no food for the next six months. And then come back, God, come back and bring us some food. See how you appreciate it then. See, if every day all you know is food, 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 you got plenty of food, 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 food. Oh, man, I've seen individuals, you know, I've seen some individuals like this, and it, 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 it has pierced my heart. You know, individuals I've gone out to dinner with and different things, or they had their kids, and, and you know, they, they get food and then be thrown, you know, getting a bunch of food and then throwing away a bunch of food or picking over food. And, and in my mind, I'd be like, now, look at this here. See, you got, you know, a lot of the places I'd be, a lot of the countries I'd be in, People be starving. People be let be starving. And here, the here's individuals just throwing away massive amounts of food, being wasteful or not being appreciative or not being thankful. When God let things get worse and worse for you and then bring you back to better and better, a lot of times you appreciate it. God is flashing in my spirit the prodigal son. That young man, and we may have to preach a little bit about that later on in this message, things got worse and worse for him. When he got back to the father's house, <laughs> praise God. When he got back to the father's house, them fattened lambs tasted some kind of different to him. When he got back to the father's house, them robes and sandals that the father was putting on him, they had a different feel. When he got back to the father's house, the, the, the instructions from the father took on a whole different meaning. Why? Because he had experienced worse and worse. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that you don't have to ex experience worse and worse in order for you to appreciate better and better. Oh, I told you all, I've shared with you all to keep up with the broadcast. In my neighborhood in Nigeria, I got a little room down in Nigeria. Electricity be out most of the time. Sweltering temperature, you in there sweating in there in the dark. You know, when electricity comes on in my neighborhood, a lot of times you will hear the, the neighborhood erupt into celebration. You will think that you will think that a party was going on. You will sometimes see people dancing. You will see people for well, electricity. Come on. Me and you over here in the United States, we don't think that electricity being on a lot of times is a big deal till you go without it.
You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? What are you trying to get us to do? I'm trying to get you to understand that you need to appreciate the good things that you have because you don't have to have them. Just like you have a roof over your head when it rains, you could be outside in the rain. Just like you have good food to eat on your table, you could be somewhere without any food at all. Just like you have good clothes to wear, good shoes on your feet, you could be somewhere naked. Just like you got good health and can walk around and see and do all kinds of things, you could be confined to a wheelchair and be blind. So we can thank God. There's a lot of things that we should be thanking God for on a regular basis. Sometimes things have to get worse and worse in order for us to appreciate better and better. We see here in 1 Kings, this particular book, written in the Bible, began with Solomon's reign. About 971 years before Christ, it records the history of Israel through the divided kingdom to the death of Ahaziah, the son of Ahab. Chapters 3 through 11 describe Solomon's reign, including the building of the temple and the palace in Jerusalem. Rehoboam, Solomon's son, took the throne after Solomon's death, but lost the northern part of the kingdom to Jeroboam. After this, the northern kingdom was known as Israel. The southern kingdom was known or called Judah. The last chapters of 1 Kings tell about the evil king Ahab and God's prophet Elijah, who condemned Ahab's wickedness and Israel's disobedience. 1 Kings. Wonderful book in the Bible. Here in chapter 17, we are getting to understand some things about the prophet Elijah. Elijah, great man of God miraculously supplied by God, by ravens who brought him bread and meat in the morning, bread and meat in the evening. He drank from a brook. But the Bible lets us to know in verse 7, 1 Kings 17 and 7, that sometime later the brook dried up. The brook dried up. You say, Apostle, what is significant about the brook drying up? The brook was a provision that God was using. Prophet needed water. God put water in the brook, had it so the prophet could drink. But the Bible says that sometime later, the brook dried up. Now you might say, well, why did the brook dry up? The brook dried up to bring us into verse 8. Bible says, then the word of the Lord came to him and said, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. The brook dried up for one reason, to add power and weight to God's word. Now, you need to understand. Sometimes, children of God, we can get comfortable in our comfort zone. Oh, man, we got a good job. We ain't thinking about going nowhere. Oh, man, we got a 
nice house. We ain't thinking about going nowhere. Oh, man, we got a nice church or a nice ministry. We ain't thinking about going nowhere. God has movement in store for each one of us. There's a certain amount of movement that God has for us. Now, sometimes it is difficult for us to move when, when things are going pretty good for us where we are. But what God will do at times is he will dry up your brook. In other words, God will fix it up so that that which he was using as a provision or that which you were very comfortable with or that which you, you liked a whole lot, God will fix it up so you don't get no more out of that. So that now when God tells you to move, now that God, when God tells you to go somewhere else, now when God sends you somewhere, you'll, be, you'll, you'll have a little added incentive to go. The brook dried up. Now Elijah has to make a decision. Does he stay in an area where there is no water and there's no provision of water in the brook, or does he move on to the next place with God? There's about 3,000 of you all under the sound of my voice that I'm going to encourage today. Move on to your next place with God. Move on. Move on. Now, don't let God always have to dry the brook up. Let us be, let us be, be sensitive and in tune enough with the Spirit of God so that God doesn't have to dry the brook up. So that God doesn't have to fire you from that job before you start looking for the next one. So that God doesn't have to, 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 to take away something from you before you start, before you get some incentive. Let's be, let's be sensitive to the Spirit of God so that we move, we get in the habit of moving just because God says move. See, if this brook hadn't dried up, Elijah might still want to be there. Elijah might still want to still be there drinking that, drinking that water. But uh, God dried the brook up. Well, Zarephath, because he is sent to Zarephath. You say, Apostle, what is that important to me? It's important to you, child of God, because every time God takes you from someplace, he's taking you to someplace. Let's go on and get that down. Let's understand. Let's understand. You say, Apostle, what do you want? Anytime God takes you and I from someplace, Anytime God takes us from an Egypt, he's got a wilderness. Anytime God takes us from a wilderness, he's got a promised land. But, but God is always taking us from someplace to someplace. God doesn't take you out of childhood so that you can remain in childhood. God wants to take you and I out of childhood so that we can now begin to operate in adulthood. God does not take you out of ignorance so that you can remain in ignorance. God takes us out of ignorance so that now we can operate in some knowledge. God always says, so, so you say, Apostle, what, what, what are you driving at? You, as you walk with God, you think about walking. God is just, just is, is stopping me with this particular parable. In walking, you always going from someplace to someplace. I am walking to the store. You call somebody on the phone and say, man, where you at? Man, I'm walking to the store. I'm walking from my house to the store. That means I'm going from my house to the store. I'm going from one place, one state, one location to another place, to another state, to another location. God always wants to take God. God when our time is up in a place, God wants to take us somewhere else. Zarephath, the name meant smelting shop. Smelting shop. It was a place 
for refining metals. Now, it's kind of ironic that, that, that Zarephat would mean it was a small Phoenician town. You know, it's now called Surafin, about a mile from the coast in between Tyre and Sidon. But it meant smelting shop. A smelting shop is a place where metals are refined. When metal is dug up from the earth, it can't be used just like that. It has to be refined. It has to be purified. The impurities have to be removed. It has to be shaped. It has to be uh, uh, so many things have to happen to metal. Well, Zarephat meant metal smelting shop. You say, Apostle, what, what, is, what is the significance of that? You need to understand that God has a variety of situations in your life that are Zarephats. God is going to take you and I to our Zarephat. He's going to take us to the place. Now, remember, Zarephat means a metal what? Smelting shop. God is going to take you and I to places of refinement. There are going to be some jobs that God is going to place some of us on that are going to refine our skills. There are going to be some churches that God is going to place some of us in that are going to refine our, our walk with God. There are going to be some hardships, some difficulties some, 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 that are going to refine us. God is in the business of refining us. Understand, child of God, that God has a finished product of you. And you are not there yet. God has a finished product of me, and I am not there that God, yet. God has a finished product of us all. In other words, the us that God wants us to be. Oh, I, God knows where we are right now. But where we are now is not where God is taking us. So prepare for your Zarephath. Prepare for God to send you to some places of Zarephath. The Bible says that Elijah was sent to a widow of Zarephath. Even the widow in Zarephath, she had to be refined. When something is refined, it is purified. When something is, is refined, it is, it, is of more, it is of more value. When something is refined, it is now fit for greater use. The widow of Zarephat. She was a widow of refinement. She was a woman that, that was ready to die. She was a woman that didn't have a whole lot more plans than to make some small cakes of bread for her and her son and to sit down and die. But God sent a prophet into her life. Bless the name of the Lord Jesus. God sent a prophet into her life with a word from God that turned her life around. There are some of you all under the sound of my voice. God has sent a prophet into your life that has helped turn your life around. There are some, I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to talk about all the who and all the how and what. There are some of you all under the sound of my voice that the words of the prophet that God has sent in your life have helped turn your marriage around. You might not want to admit it. You might not want to give it up. That's your business. There are some of you all under the sound of my voice that the words of the prophet in your life have helped turn your family around, have helped turn your church around, have helped turn your finances around. They're all oh my, come on, come on in here. Come on, Holy Spirit. That the words of the prophet, which are the words of the true and living God, are meant to refine you. God's word is meant to refine you. God's word is meant to carry you through your Zarephath, to carry you to your Zarephath. We're going to kick off at verse 15. 
because this woman, prior to meeting Elijah, prior to being up under the ministry of Elijah, she was ready to die. My prayer is that there are some of you all under the sound of my voice that uh, though you may have been ready to die before you got connected with this ministry, before you got connected with the Christian Center Church worldwide, that there has been a word given from God that has now helped and shown you a reason to live. This widow was ready to die along with her son. She had lost all hope. But God's word gives hope to the hopeless. She didn't see any reason to carry on. God's word will show you many reasons to carry on. Elijah gave her some simple instructions. See, see, some of you all on the sound of my voice, you, you getting this thing because you are following the prophet instruction. You are following God's instructions as he passed them down through his men servants and as through his women servants. This widow of Zarephath was about to die, was all prepared to die. But she followed the word of God as it passed through God's servant, and she was able to live. So shall you live as you follow the prophet's instructions in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So shall you live as you follow the word of God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in verse 15, she went away and did as Elijah told her. Now, some of you all understand my voice. You keep right on trying not to do like the prophets say. Some of you keep right on trying to come up with reasons why not to do like the prophets say. You keep right on convincing yourself that you don't have to do like the prophets say. And things get worse and what? Worse. What are we talking about here? As long as you keep fighting what the prophets say, you're going to see things getting worse and worse. Bible says this particular woman in Zarephath, she went away and did as Elijah, what, told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. Look at the order. Look at the order. So God is trying to teach you something through the order. She did as Elijah told her that there was food Every day for Elijah, symbolic of God's representative. She took care of the ministry. She took care of the, the, the minister that God had placed in her life. See, if you're not taking, listen, let me tell you something. If you're not taking care of the minister that God has placed in your life, you're under a curse and you don't even know it. Let me, let me say that again. Cause some of you all, like Jesus used to say to his disciples, are you still so dull? Some of you don't understand that if you don't take, I ain't saying it got to be me. I ain't saying it got to be me, but you got to take care of the minister that God has placed in your life. Elijah was sent to God. Elijah was sent to this widow. This widow got her whole household blessed because she was willing to one follow God's instructions, pass through the prophet. And number two, she took care of the minister that God had placed in her life. Are you taking care of the minister that God has placed in your life? Some of you all out there, I, I, I ain't doing the best of job, apostles. Well, then don't you expect the best of blessings from God. Because the Bible will tell you this right here. If anyone gives even a cup of cold water 
to a righteous man or to a prophet, because he's a righteous man or because he's a prophet, he will receive a righteous man or a prophet's reward. In other words, the blessings that God be having for his prophets and blessings that God be having for his righteous man, because you took care of that righteous man, because you did something that, that was a, a blessing to that righteous man, them, some, some of them same blessings going to be flowing in your life. Well, you say, Apostle, can we get some scriptures? Sure you can. There was food every day for who? Elijah? For who? For the woman? For who? The woman's family. This woman's behavior, this woman's, this woman's faith, this woman's generosity caused blessings to flow in not only her life, and not only in her son's life, but in the life of her family. For the jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry, in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Well, what, what ended up happening here? God basically continued to provide for this woman and her family. Why? You've got to understand, this was in the midst of a three-and-a-half-year drought. In other words, this was in the midst of a recession. This was in the midst of inflation. All of these fancy terms that men and politicians and different things have come up for, this stuff was going on thousands of years ago. What's the message for us, Apostle? What are you saying to us? Because we're getting ready to face some very serious inflation. We're getting ready to face some very serious recession. The, the message is that if you do this thing like God say, God will still provide for you. In the midst of a three-and-a-half-year recession, a three-and-a-half-year drought, a three-and-a-half-year inflation, this woman was provided for and her family was provided for. Why? Because she kept her eyes fixed on seeking first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and she trusted that all these other things would be added, and these things were added. The things, the provisions that she needed, they were added. Come on, let's get ready to close this mission. But now watch verse 17 now, because you, you have to keep in mind that even though we're doing what God say, we're trying to do what God say, you know, sometimes some not so positive things are still going to happen to us, still going to happen to our families, still going to happen. You know, just because you you faithful in church, that don't mean that your mama ain't going to die or your daddy ain't going to die. Or that some somebody not gonna get sick, or no, nah, I don't mean all of that kind of stuff. Look at it. Some time later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse, and finally stopped breathing. Now the woman of the woman of the woman is like, what is this now, Elijah? You know, we don't feed you, we don't took care of you, we don't we don't done all we you know we don't sacrifice and different things for you. How come my son got to die? How come that? Well, because people die with the prophet in your life and without a, or without a prophet in your life. Jesus' disciples, he had disciples that died. Lazarus was a follower of Jesus. He died. People die. At some point, your mama going to die. At some point, your daddy going to die. At some point, you're going to be looking over their body. They're going to be just their body. Their spirit and their soul going to be going on. 
hopefully with the Lord, and that's going to be it for them in this life. That happens. That happens. Whether you saved or unsaved, whether you righteous, whether you wicked, whether you black, whether you white, whether you young, whether you old, people die. She says to Elijah, what do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Now, she's thinking that Elijah came to remind her of her sin and that Elijah killed her son. Now, look, look at how confused people can be. After all the miracles that have come in her house as a result of being faithful and following the man of God's instructions, now as soon as something bad happens, she wants to blame the man of God. And that's how some of you all are under the sound of, under the sound of my voice. See, because you're not close enough with God to find out why different things have happened in your life. When something bad happens, first thing you want to do is blame it on blame it on the man of God. Blame it on pastor. Blame it on the church. Blame it on the ministry. Blame it on being saved. Elijah said, give me your son. He took him from her arms. Carried him to the upper room where he was staying. Laid him on his bed. Then he cried out to the Lord. Lord my God have you brought tragedy even on this widow. I am staying with by causing her son to die. Then he stretched himself out. Over the boy three times. And cried out to the Lord. Lord my God let this boy's life. Return to him. Bible says the Lord heard Elijah's cry. And the boy's life returned to him. And he lived. And he lived. And he lived. Even though things had gotten worse and worse. Even though his sickness had gotten worse and worse. Even though his sickness had, had eventually led to death. The Bible says that the man of God's prayers caused God to bring him back to life. I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice. That God's word, however worse and however bad and however terrible your situation may have got with you, with your marriage, with your family, with your church, God's word can bring it back to life. God's word can make worse and worse better and better. God's word can turn things, people, places around. Elijah picked the child up, carried him down from the room in the house, gave him to his mother and said, look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, then the woman. See, you got to understand, see, some things God is allowing to go haywire and then he fix it just so that you'll realize that God is for real. <laughs> some things God is allowing to go real, real haywire. Some jobs God is allowing you to lose. Some marriages God is allowing to be broken up. Some finances God is allowing to be wiped away so that when he fixed things up, then you'll, now you'll be convinced for real. All the stuff that God was doing through Elijah with this, with this woman, and she still hadn't got it. She still hadn't got it. Uh, a, jug of, a jug of oil that didn't never run dry, she still didn't get it. Flour, flour container that never ran out of flour, she just didn't get it. She just didn't get it. But the, then... The Bible says the woman said to Elijah, now I know you are a man of God. See, sometimes God, see, and I, I got, actually I got a friend of mine that's in my mind that is, that is coming to my mind. See, God got to let some stuff, sometimes God got to let some stuff get worse and worse. 
And then, you know, he had a prophet speak and the prophet, you know, let you know what God say. And you see things turn out like the prophets say. And you see some. Then you realize you're dealing with a man of God. It, all this time that Elijah was staying with her, I wonder what she was thinking he was. Because according to her, now she what? Now she say, I know that you are a man of God. And that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. What were you thinking all this other time? You say, Apostle, what what you saying to me now? I'm listening to you closely. I feel like you're talking about me, Apostle. I, I probably am, my brother or my sister. But what you need, you need to listen. You need to recognize a prophet as quickly as possible. You need to recognize a man of God as quickly as possible. You need to recognize a woman of God as quickly as possible. So you don't mess around and get yourself in trouble. So you don't mess around and suffer unnecessary loss. This woman, out of all the stuff that had been going on, she she hadn't gotten it yet. But she said, now, she said, look, Elijah, you know, I'm hearing in the spirit. Forgive me for that craziness I had been thinking about you and had been, you know. Now, I got this thing now. I got this thing now. And understand that God will allow things to get worse and worse for you and I. Allow things to get worse and worse for our marriages, for our families, for our churches. And then fix things up real good. He'll allow things to get worse and worse so that people will. And when he fix things up, people will get the message and people will be convinced that God is who he says he is. And that he's all powerful. He's all knowing that he's everywhere all at the same time. Sometimes God got to let things get crazy. Then fix them up so you'll realize that he is for real. God bless you out there, children of God, and heaven smile on you. Since you can reach us through email at thechristconcernedchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website, www.ourchurch.com. Backslash member, backslash t, backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try D17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Chris Concerned Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen.